This is the Bar Stewards Enquiry. You are talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You are an underachiever in life. You were, I saved your bacon one time. You were gone. Well, I couldn't save you. I, I don't know if you are, but you said the right thing. But well, that's why you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right? I'm saying that. What have what you contributed to racing? You are one of these take-out merchants. Take out all you can. And a very warm welcome to the Pastures Inquiry Weekend Podcast. My name's Lee Keys of systembet.co.uk. And joining me tonight, John Lang of John Joe's Blogspot. Good evening, John. Ding dong, merrily on high, Lee. <laughs> That's the spirit. And uh, with me tonight also is uh, our Naps Table leader. And uh, a lot of you have been uh, pining for him to come back after um, last week's uh, debacle. Is Quentin Franks. Good evening, Quentin. Afternoon, Lee. How are you? Yes, yes, all good, all good, all good. Life's good. And um, finally, last certainly not last but not least, um, a welcome new addition to our show. Um, this um, this this chap um, has agreed to join us um, against his better judgment. And um, this is a former broadcaster, uh, years of experience broadcasting, unlike us. And um, he's currently a, a racehorse trainer um, with his daughter Sarah Ender. It's Neville Ender. A big welcome, Neville Ender. Yeah. Thank you, Lee. Good evening, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Good evening. Um, and uh, we, finally, we're going to get some wisdom to the show um, on national hunt racing, which me and John seem to be on the road to Doncaster. Don't forget hashtag the road to Doncaster this show. You know, we, we've got a rival, Lydia and um, uh, Ruby Walsh, with their road to Cheltenham, so we thought we'd do a road to Doncaster. Anyway, without further ado, just before we get on with our best bets uh, for the weekend, I just like a taster for uh, Sunday 6th tournament, which coming up on Sunday evening. And John Leng is going to take us through what we might be able to expect, John. Well, I think we've got an awful lot to discuss on Sunday. <laughs> I'd love to get some of the listeners' takes on this. In fact, I think we might even run a bit of a competition. If we get okay. people... If we get people to send in their litigation pit, <laughs> the three high-profile cases that's running rampant at the moment through the pages of the Racing Post, let us know what you think the three outcomes will be, who they'll be in favour of, who they won't be in favour of. Um, we'll be having a good long look at that stuff. We'll also be having a look at... Uh, the uh, the dirty, filthy business with the Newmarket MP and the donations list and seeing what they might actually think they're buying and what they're actually getting for their money. And uh, as I say, I'm, I'm sure we'll have uh, plenty to talk about on Sunday. Cracking stuff. Looking forward to this one. Me and John will be chewing the fat on these topics and more. Get your get your questions in as always for that show. We always welcome a good healthy debate on the Sunday sermon. Right, without further ado, let's go to our best bets because that's what you're tuning in tonight for. As, as usual, I'll go around each panellist with their best bets for the weekend. So I'm going to start with Quentin Franks. Can we have your third best bet, Quentin, for uh, Saturday, please? My third best bet comes over to Sticks. Uh, the all-weather slate looks tricky this weekend, uh, so I thought I'd 
putting a twig hopper for you guys and it comes in the henry the eighth at sandown yeah. um ever since third time lucky bolted up on his chase debut at cheltenham um i've been itching to get him beat last time out wasn't the right time it was a poor field um and i didn't really like much in it I feel it's a case of more style over style over substance with him. And the one I want to take him on with is Edward Stone, who's second in at the moment. He put up a big performance on the clock last time out at Warwick. Um, he's arguably unlucky not to be two from two over fences uh, when brought down that same course on, on Chase Daisy. Um, he pulled clear in a really good time, uh, jumped the five down the back with a plomb, never, never touched a twig, um, which should stand him in good stead for the railway fences. Um, there's a bit of rain on the radar, um, but he's versatile ground-wise. Um, so six mils forecast, but if they get more, then um, it, it could turn on the, the softer side to heavy side. Um, the price has kind of ebbed away, but any, anything more than three to one looks fair to, to my eye. No, very very good case. Uh, Edward Stern goes in the Henry VIII. That's the 150 at Sandown. Seven to two, I'm going to give you, Quentin, for your um, one-point win selection. Um, that's with Bet365 currently uh, at the time of recording. So that's Quentin's third best bet and a rare uh, twig offer for Quentin there. So to, to bear that in mind, Edward Stone, he likes a lot in the Henry VIII. Okay, thank you. We'll come to um, Neville. I would like your third best bet, please, of uh, of Saturday's cards. Well, there's plenty to go about. My, my third bet would be a horse that has had one run for... Donald McCain, having been with Eugene O'Sullivan up until this uh, this current season. The horse in question is called Richmond Lake, and the, the form was given a, was given actually a timely boost this afternoon. I, I had actually come up with it prior to this afternoon, but Hermes Boy won at Exeter and won quite impressively. And that's given a, yes. the form a bit of substance, but there was also... Creative Call, who finished third that day, which was 19 lengths behind Richmond Lake, has since come come out and frank the form. Um, the only the only logical danger I could see to it was Bombs Away of Ollie Murphy's, but it was a pretty ordinary race that it won at Sandown, and it didn't win on the bridle. It, it was it was ridden right out to win. So I calculated that probably ran to around 118. Um, bombs away while Richmond Lake is around 127 factor into the fact that Theo Gillard can claim a good five pounds off Richmond Lake I think he's got plenty in his favour there is a an Irish challenger called Sir K. Royale <coughs> the race but his form is not that six pounds that he gets doesn't bring him close enough to Richmond Lake and Alan King's got one in first time out would have to be Pretty useful. He would have to run to 120 plus first time out North Lodge, and he hasn't had a run on the flat either, so he's going to be exper- inexperienced. So, um, although he'll only be probably be seven to four Richmond Lake, I do think he's probably got. He's, he's probably my third best bet of the day, but I wouldn't be rushing if he started shorter than that. I wouldn't be rushing to back him. Yeah, very, very good case. I mean, Richmond Lake is available at 15 to 8 with Bet365 and at the time of recording, and obviously that's the price uh, you get. Richmond Lake showed a, a real real lot of foot, really, at Bangor, uh, quick and right away from Hermes Boy. Probably was slowly run, but but I did did like the foot that Richmond Lake possessed uh, to power clear 
um, at Banger uh, from Hermes Boy. And obviously, like Neville says, that's Frank the form this afternoon um, um, quite nicely at Exeter uh, in a decent novice there. So good choice from Neville for his third best bet. So we'll come to you, John, for your third best bet of the week. Does anybody remember a film with Bill Murray in called Mad Dog and Glory? No. Uh, well, Bill, Bill Murray played this miserable gangster who had a bit of a double life because he used to do a turn on the stand-up comedy circuit. And yeah. uh, the trainer of my third best would probably be quite suited to a role like that. It's uh, <laughs> the guru of Great Hampton, Tim Easterby. Yeah, it'll be a fantastic stand-up comic uh, if he could manage to crack a smile in the next decade. Um, <laughs> and it's the horse in the twelve twenty-seven Weatherby called Mill Race King. Now uh-huh. this time, this time last year, this was racing off a rate of a hundred. Still, they were very well. I think very attractive. Eighty-nine. Was a little bit disappointing on the face of things last time, but I, I think this was a case of the jockey getting to know the horse and having a bit of a fail up. He's, he's on again tomorrow, and Tim has a happy knack of getting these ones where the jockey's had a fail up to bounce back from a seemingly poor run and yep. put up a bit of a performance. Four out of the last six times it's been ridden by Will Easterby, and he's utterly useless. And I, I, I think this has a proper chance tomorrow, by the way, and I'm going half a point each way. Good stuff. Half a point each way, and I'm going to reward you. Well, there's two there's two choices here. Would you like the uh, three places at the 11 or 2 with William Hills, or would you like the four places with Skybet at 5 to 1, John? I'll take the four places. And... Four places? Greedy. Greedy, uh, greedy. greedy pinching from John there. It's, um, it's, not, it's not greedy. It's acknowledgement of the fact that I'm shit over the stick. <laughs> <laughs> so half a point each way for John Milray, Milray King uh, from Cheerful Cheerful Timbarn. Of course, that's the colours of Kilruid, which has won won a, won a few races at Sedgefield recently. And and they're not averse uh, uh, these connections with getting you know just getting one a little bit well in and having a little bit of a go. So John there with his half a point each way at Milray's King in the twelve twenty seven at Weatherby. Thank you, John. Uh, my third best bet uh, goes in the uh, listed fillies. Uh, you can't be a listed Phillies event, can you, over hurdles with inexperienced horses uh, to go for your third best bet. But uh, I was trying to find some value, and I went for the Ian Williams-trained Malacana. That's uh, in the 130 there at Aintree. Now, this filly uh, impressed me no end at Fakenham when she won. She was faster uh, than the handicap hurdle, and she was also faster than the older age maiden hurdle. So she was faster than the, the other two hurdles races run over the trip that day. I was impressed how strong she was at the finish. And if you watch, I watched the race, race to lose in France. She was very strong at the death there over a mile and a half under under what looked like uh, pretty attritional conditions for flat horses. So I think she's very well bought at 40,000. Um, I think she's got p- plenty of stamina to boot, and she's a very generous price. Um, I'm looking down the betting at the moment. Um, she's available at around the 9-to-1 mark. So I am um, 
I'm going to go on the nose. One point win at nine to one. I'm hoping that the if it doesn't it doesn't get too heavy there with the rain forecast. You know, I'm I'm, I'm quite confident of a big run. Obviously, White Pepper's very solid. Um, thirteen to eight. That was very impressive at Galway. If you like a favourite and that's your thing at that price, I can't put you off White Pepper. That was very impressive at Aintree. Uh, sorry, at Galway last time out. Um, in a good time as well. Um, so. I'm going for the value if my third best bet. That's one point win. Malacana at nine to one. Uh, generally available at this moment in time. So, okay, chaps, we'll come to our second, second best, bet. best bet. I will come to you, John, for your second best bet of, of Saturday, please. And a failing your mate. Um, <clears throat> I've, uh, I've tried to take a leaf out of our colleague Andy's boat, and uh, I've, I've look at the stats and what have you in the Beecher Chase and I've also yeah. looked at suitable running styles because I, I am convinced it appears to be handy on there and one of the interesting things what I thought it actually threw up is that we haven't actually had an Irish winner in the last 10 years of this uh-huh. now whether that means that they're, uh, they're having sights or what I don't know um, I I, I kind of get the feeling, though, mate. Otherwise, uh, maybe our darling Rachel might have been over to ride for, <laughs> for the Aldi Christopher Lay in uh, in this race, but uh, you're not bothering. Um, and the two I've come up with, I'd, I'd like to split states on these, actually. Uh, Didero Vallis, who I actually took for the Seston last year, and he bombed out in... No uncertain terms. I'm giving him another yeah. chance around me. Um, I think I think he's a, a suitable candidate. And the other one is check it out. Both of these are fairly fly weights, really. I mean, uh, check it check it out was out the handicap. He's uh, he's stuck John Neller on. He's running off the correct mark as a result. I thought that was quite a promising first run this year. Didero Valleys again, uh, the gorgeous one, has given the arse a prep. He's in fantastic form. She won the Hennessy without the bane of my money on her arse. I don't intend to miss out tomorrow if she's on a rare going day. <laughs> uh, the random rowery first to her ass. Yeah, that was me too. Okay, so Didero Valleys. Um, how, how are you staking it? So you've got two points. Are you going half a point well, each way on each, or are you going no, one point win? I'm going for the throat. I'll have a point win on each. Okay. So we've got a point win, Didero Vallis, and that's uh, 28 to 1 available uh, generally across the board at the time of recording. And um, one point win, check it out at 14 to 1. That's with Bet365. Paddy Power, uh, Bet Victor. Um, for John. That's his second best bet of the weekend. So thank you, John, for those. I'll come to you, Quentin, for your second best bet of Saturday, please. My second best bet of Saturday comes in the last race at Wolverhampton. Um, I've long been of the opinion uh, that gelding one smooth operator would be a huge positive. He's looked tricky at times and hangs left, hangs right, um, but I'm hoping the gelding operation will, will settle him down. Um, he's, he's been simcocked the last few starts. 
and <laughs> it's, it's, clear, it's clearly not helped him. Like last time out, he was held, 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 he wasn't just held up. He was held up three lengths behind the horse that was held up in a steadily run race. Um, as you, me, and everyone knows, that's not efficient. And he, he then tried to make his ground five to six deep and was probably nearer the stand side rail than the, the far rail at Wolverhampton. Um, he, he did well to come second under the circumstances. Um, I like the trainer swap here, though. I just getting any horse off Simcock and it's beneficial <laughs> to then be more be more positive with the horse. Um, yeah. I'm hoping Brian Ellison will do that. They they've given the chop um, positive tactics in a race that's not full of speed um, will help. Um, the favourite here is short. I thought the favourite Neptune sees the form's been franked, but he looked a real grinder. I don't think. The mile and a half will suit, but I don't think a mile and a half on your weather will suit. Um, his body of work is not something I like. Uh, yeah. Richard RHB's probably been lined up for something back at nine and a half here. Further measures, fine. Got a couple of good efforts on the clock, but priced about right. Um, I made one smooth operator second favourite. There's a bit of seven to one about, and I'm, I'm more than happy with that. Um, I mean, one smooth off, it's, it's interesting because uh, having had horses with Brian, like, trained with Brian for, for years, um, there's one thing Brian usually says for instructions. When you say, Brian, what are we doing today? And he'll say, uh, go handy, go handy. <laughs> <laughs> so so, so you, you're not going to, you're not going to get the, the dropout. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew. Ah, it's the gin. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, so yeah, so, so yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> thanks, John. Um, so, so seven o'clock at Wolverhampton. Quentin's second best bet um, is one smooth operator. And Quentin, are you on? Are you on the nose? Obviously, seven runners. I would think maybe is it seven runners? Uh, seven runners on the nose. Yes, please. Um, as always, very very rare. You will go each way ever. Um, so seven to one for Quentin. Um, for his second best bet, so it's a two-point win bet, and that will put us all in trouble, further trouble. Be like, I mean, I mean, John, John, this is terrible stuff. Seven to one, two points win. Quentin's going to put us miles adrift, John. When I said he'd have two winners, didn't I? And I said we'd do well to get three between us. <laughs> it's like playing Phil Taylor at darts ten years ago. You know, it's, it's just, you you hit hundred and forty, it's hundred and eighty. Um, anyway, so so there we go. One smooth operator, Quentin's second best bet. Thank you very much, sir. Over to Neville now. I'm intrigued for Neville's second best bet of the weekend, please. Okay, well I'm going to go to Navin in the 108, which is a huge handicap. It's a very valuable handicap. Indeed, um, yes. Um, I'm going to go for. I actually think this this could be. Although it's, although it, there are plenty of runners and William Mullins is mob-handed, and so too are one or two of the trainers. I do think that Burning Victory could have got in very lightly. She she's only ever ran in her life twelve times, and only four times over hurdles. And when you consider that she, all right, she was gifted the the triumph hurdle. It was Goshen. Um, seated at last, but she still finished second in the triumph hurdle. It's the second ever start of her hurdles, and she's only had um, she had two, two, two more runs over hurdles subsequently when she won in France, and she's been handicapped over two miles. She's never raced beyond two miles over hurdles. She's now running over three miles, and when you consider that she 
finished second in the Cesarewicz to Buzz, who was a very high-class hurdler himself, off a, off a mark of 98. When you factor that she's running off 143 over hurdles, she could be a snip. And I know these are difficult races. I'm not kidding myself that... And she could go off a ridiculously silly price. It's quite possible that everybody could, could be thinking exactly the same thing as me. But I do think off 143, where where she's been handicapped over two miles, she should she should surely improve the going up in trip because all the platform is over longer distances. I think she, I think she could be a handicap snip. She, I think she's one of one of these horses that will either win on the bridle or come nowhere. But that that's for me would be my second best bet of the day. No, it's a fact. No, it's a good case, real good case. Um, like you say, the, the, it, it is a very very solid. Um, kind of profile that Burning Victory, the mayor's building up, yeah. and like I say, could 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 be could be quite a snip indeed. Um, I mean, so five to one is available, Neville. General, um, are you an each way man here, or are you on the nose? Oh, on the nose, yeah, yeah. straight yeah. on the nose. Two two Absolutely. points win for Neville. No messing around. Two points win at five to one. Generally available, and I I agree with Neville there. This is this is the kind this is the kind of race where it is tricky and. And they're very difficult to win, but I could also see it going off very, very well backed um, in terms of, of that sort of profile. You know, th- this is a, this is a serious level of form that she's ran to already, and uh, very unexposed. Great selection, Neville. Thank you. Um, so we'll come on to my second best bet, and I agree with Mr. Franks. Um, I am with Ed- Edward Stone. Um, I-, I think this is the value in the race. Um, I, I do. I was quite astonished by Timeform's comments regarding third time lucky last time as idling in front um, after the last. Um, I'm not. I'm not so. Sh- no, I'm not so sure. I think. I think the horse was was fairly empty. The horse has emptied out up at Cheltenham running before um, um, over hurdles, and I, I do think. I do think this is a horse that jumps fantastically well, incredibly slick, which can suit Sandown, but. Not necessarily the hill, where there's a long running. You can imagine third time lucky, jumping like a stag, travelling all over them, looking like the winner. Then you've got the big hill after the last. And this is this is a horse that either doesn't want to be in front too long or just empties out, you know, through lack of lack of stamina. So so I, I thought that was opposable. I'm also against Il Ridotto because Newbury made him look very good. Um, I did feel that the pace of the race was really sound, and the the three that that made the pace looked knackered on the running as he as he just picked them up. He did look an eye class horse, but but given the right circumstances, I'm not sure Sandown will give him that scenario where he can just pick horses off. I think it's a different kind of test to Newbury last time, and um, I'm more with Edward Stone because this horse, as long as they don't crawl, which this would be sort of a rare occurrence in a race like this if they do crawl. Uh, Edward Stone, for me, shapes like um, he's, he's, he's going to be able to pick them off quite, quite comfortably on the race. I think he's the best horse, without a doubt. I'm, I'm certain. I'm certain he's a better chaser than third time. Lucky. Um, he looks the value at the prices. And, and that's the reason why I'm, I'm wading in with, with Mr. Quentin Franks. Uh, for a two-point win bet on Edward Stone, just to stiffen Quentin Frank. So, 
<laughs> so, so on, on, the su- on the subject, Lee, of um, third-time Mookie emptying out, mm. do you think he was anywhere near as empty as the lads that bought their arse with Skelton? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, you know, the random £42,033 training bill that, that subsequently matched the... Uh, uh, the, the <laughs> The third of a share price. Who knows? You know, we, it could just be a massive coincidence. The, the, the Laval had the blue glasses on them, lads. Ah, <laughs> uh, good stuff. Um, yeah. So that's my second best. So we're going to move on to our best bets. But before we do, um, the ginger Hitler's been on. Um, a uh-huh. terrible excuse of a human being. All these bets are at Aintree, he says. Uh, no, you get no reasoning with these bets. He's a terrible human being. So let's hope Aintree's abandoned. Um, so 12.55 Umbrigado um, at Aintree. Um, that's, uh, he's actually second best bet. One point each way, uh, Umbrigado. I'll and actually give you to... his reasoning, anyway. He's backed it before and he's a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's fair enough. I mean, it's just a good enough reason. Um, 205 at Aintree, he's gone for one-point win Imperial Aura. That's his third best bet. Um, that's in the, uh, the, the the Aintree chase. Chasing from last time when it fell. He's yeah. still a wanker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then in the 240 at Aintree, he's gone for, this is his biggest bet, uh, which is one and a half points each way. Chris's dream in the, in the Beecher um, and he, he I, I actually confess that he made me uh, sort of change change my bet because we can't have we can't have we can't have him winning we can't it's just impossible. So Chris's dream one point five points each way, and we'll make sure we give him the worst odds and the worst each way terms possible as always. So that's the ginger Hitler. So on to our best bets then. Um, I'll kick us off because I've always been going last, so I'll go first this time. My best bet of the week um, is in the three o'clock at Sandown. That's the, uh, the the stain, the real big stain race there, the, the Betfair Exchange London National. And the, the price is under pressure. It's more under pressure than, than, uh, than Gisley and Maxwell at the moment. And Three three to one Deja Arbor is just about value, I would say. Um I would have it shorter. I'd have it nine or four, two to one. I think I think this horse will prove different class today. And uh, that's where my best bet's going. This horse shaped well over hurdles on reappearance. It's a two-time course winner. God, it even won when Philip Hobbs was out of form and Dickie Johnson on board. I mean, what more, what more, <laughs> what more can what more can you act? That's testament. To the horse's chances today. Tom O'Brien's two from two on the horse. It like I say, it loves the course. It goes handy. It jumps well. It's it's against sort of horses that are moving up the grade and going up the handicap, taking it on for me at, at its peak moment. 140. Um, it probably won't win races off 150, but it will win races off 140. And I think three to one. That's very fair. Get on now. Coral. <laughs> Coral. <laughs> Betfred. <laughs> uh, Betway. Boyle Sports. You name it. Labrooks. Three to one. Yes. Yeah, tremendous. Um, so Deja Arbor, Arbor is my uh, best bet of the week. It's uh, three to one. Uh, they're generally available with idiot uh, tin pot firms. Right. So we'll move on to John. Your selection, please. Uh, your best bet of Saturday, please. Uh, this is in the 335 at Sandown. Yes. Um, and I'm a little bit concerned about Mitty. It still has potential, but I think it might 
want proper deep ground. And the one I'm in inexplicably ground to is Benson. Um, I did actually know. Did you used to watch Benson? I did. I was. I was just thinking actually. <laughs> Benson was probably the fourth coolest black man I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, he, he'd be a little way behind Jeffrey from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and <laughs> some distance behind Mikey Holding and Tony Cozier. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I, I mean, Tony Cozier gets black man points for actually sounding like a really cool black man and not actually being black. Yeah. Top of the tree, you know, tremendous for him. Um, anyway, back with Benson. Way too fizzy on his first run back. Um, I think the drop back in trips going to benefit him as well. The mark's well well within his compass, and I think this is really really solid each way. Right, so you're going to go the the each way knocking bet one and a point half, and point a half each way, filthy stinking thieving each way bet. Yeah, so yeah, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you that. Four to one. Uh, 150 odds. Uh, Paddy Power bet fair. Four to one. Uh, John each way a pleasure. Dipping his bread on uh, on Benson. Um, the the old ITV sitcom late on Friday nights. Yeah, you know. soap. Yeah, so, yeah, soap. Yeah, Benson. Oh, mate, God. He, he that, got his own show, didn't he, eventually? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I can, rem- I can remember in soap, they actually had a UFO landing when the scripts got a bit lame. Um, yeah. they, had, they had a UFO landing. It's quite, yeah. It, anyway. it never, it never got as bad as Fonzie water skiing and jumping over a shark, did it? No. <laughs> oh, God. This is what right. goes on in our heads, Quentin, when it's the stick season. Hashtag the road to Doncaster. Um, right, so, so right, Quentin, I'm going to come to you um, before Neville finally brings some sense to proceedings with his bet. But I'm going to come to you, Quentin, first for your best bet of Saturday. My best bet of Saturday comes in the nine and a half furlong novice, which is what time's that? Four thirty at Wolverhampton, um, yeah. and I want the favourite on side. I want to be with last ammo. Um, he's a big slab of a horse. He did nothing on debut. We uh, did nothing quickly on debut. Um, he was in, in mid-div, steadily run race. Uh, it, it patently didn't suit him. He was green around the bends, got outpaced two furlongs out, but picked up uh, picked up really well, eye-catching fashion, um, to come home well on the hand riding. Um, he looked to be going backwards at the two furlong pole, to be honest. Um, step up in trip heel really suit. Um, he's half-brother to Shaddock, and the, the dam was a 10 furlong winner. Um, that's going to bring about a significant improvement and more more improvement than the market's given him credit for. Um, the, the other thing on debut, he was carrying a, a ton of condition. He was fat as a pig and 22 days off, and that should have tightened him up good and proper. Of the newcomers, uh, the, the one that kind of appealed on pedigree was Wild Crusade. Um, he's related to a few smart first-time-out winners, um, but Appleby doesn't tend to have them ready first up at Wolverhampton. He's a uh, Four from 33, uh, 0.51 actual over expected with his two year old debutants at Wolverhampton. Um, so I can see this this one needing the run. 
uh, yummy licious. I don't like that that Nottingham run for her. Um, and last ammo, I had a, a good deal shorter than the five to two. Good stuff. A great case. So last ammo, James Doyle on board. Um, I think John, are you getting a turkey out of the freezer? It's not me. <laughs> Might be Neville. Anyway, right. So last ammo, five to two. Five to two available. Um, it sounds like someone's in a bowling alley. Um, strike. Um, five, five to two. Last ammo for for Quentin uh, for the three points. That this is where it's touched down, Franks. And this is when you know you, you hear the words and the, the Twitter goes boom. And 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 me and Paul John are left um, uh, with the uh, you know with egg on our faces. But Quentin Franks there. Last ammo. Four thirty wolves. Uh, three points win there at five to two. Neville, I'm coming to you for your best bet, please, uh, of uh, Saturday. Okay. Um, I I think that there is a... Um, this was not dissimilar to um, Burning Victory in, in as much as it was a good flat horse that's gone hurting. And I'm going to nominate Naturally High in the 115 at Sandown. I am disappointed to see... Uh, I've just had a quick look on the odds checker and the odds aren't as, as big as what I... I hope it would be, but if you look at this this horse, I know that he's had a big break. He had a 923-day absence from September 2018 to March 2021. So obviously there's been a serious problem somewhere, um, almost almost a career-ending injury, but they've brought him back, and I don't know whether they were just getting him handicapped or not, but they... They seemed to go for a touch at Lingfield last time. He started six to four in a um, just a, just a not to a hundred handicap, but off eighty eight he absolutely bolted up. And when you consider that this horse was thought good enough to take his chance in the French Derby, Shanti in his three year old days, and also the Pre Niel when he only got beat eight and three quarter lengths in Group Two. I think he gets in here off a good mark. The form of his Lingfield race is okay. It's not spectacular, but you know, a lot of not to well, it was a not to 105. They're, they're not going to be great. But the second horse, Noble Savage, has come out and run well. Subsequently, he has been put up from 88 to 100. But you would think there is. I think. Well, I would think there's plenty to play with there. I think. Um, I think the ground will suit which was on the soft side at Lingfield last time out. And I watched the video of, of when he won last time, and he he didn't quicken immediately, but when he did hit top gear, he did gallop clear. And for me, in what isn't... I don't think it's an overly strong novice's handicap. I think he, he could be off a good mark, off 100, naturally high. I'd, I'd almost put him as, as, a, as a banker bet. Although the, the odds are the odds are going to suggest that I think he'll probably start about thirteen to eight, which is not really what I want. I, w- I was hoping for maybe four or five to one, but you know, <laughs> for me he would. For me, he's got he's got outstanding claims off a hundred. Absolutely, Nev. I watched the race at Lingfield. This horse had absolutely buckets in hand. Um, he looked it to me. You had to switch like, him as well, and which, which yeah. See, I think that's a, that took him off his stride, uh, but he, 
I, the second horse didn't jump the last well, if I remember rightly. But but once he once he hit top gear, he was galloping clear. And I think the, I think for a horse rated 100 that was good enough to be running in group races on the flat, he, he could be a, a snipper game. Yeah, I I totally agree. And two to one, you're getting for your three points on the nose. Um, that's with four or five firms at the moment. Price is under pressure. Like Neville says, uh, at the time of recording, that's all we can do. We know the price has collapsed. Uh, we're not we're not beholders to the markets. Um, I believe it'll go off shorter than Neville's prediction of 13 to 8. I think it'll go off a very well bet 11 to 10 favourite. Uh, the Billy Bunters, on, on, they'll love a good thing. And that certainly could be uh, one there that Neville's highlighted that could be a very well handicapped horse. So thank you, chaps, for all your naps. Uh, we'll move on to the television races, which uh, our punters love us to analyse. And there's four races at Aintree on Terrestrial and four races at Sandown. So we'll go to the 1.30 list at Edel. I've already tipped in this, so I'll sit this one out. Anyone want to start me off with any opinions in this? I, I just thought White Pepper would be very hard to beat myself. Yeah, White Pepper, yeah? Seems to have plenty in hand on the ratings. Yeah, I, I I can't knock it. The Galway run I, I I thought was 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 impressive. The time was good. Eight seconds quicker than Colonel Mustard. I think it was like it was it was very comparable to a to an hundred and twenty seven rated older horse as well on on the card. Um, so I can't knock White Pepper at all. Uh, if anyone likes that, Neville, uh, any thoughts? Um, well, Gavin Cromwell is very shrewd. I think there's no two ways about it. And when, when he does yeah. come over, they have got a good record. Uh, 82 rated on the flat, so you would think uh, with it being a filly, she probably was pushing 87, 88 on the flat. So you would think you would think that would be good enough. But these are these these are difficult races. I've seen the, these three-year-olds; they can, they can jump well one day and not jump well the next. And although she probably is probably is the the pick. I, I wouldn't want to be taking six to four. I really no. wouldn't. No, that, that's why I went for some value um, in the race with something comparable in terms of form level, which on times it is comparable, but obviously White Pepper, very popular given uh, flat rating and connections. Um, Quentin, your view on this? No view at all? I, I the view that White Pepper should be a bit shorter than she is, to be honest. Not not overly shorter. She was two to one, fifteen to eight earlier. That's kind of gone into thirteen to eight, six to four now. Um, I thought yours should be shorter as well, Lee. I didn't particularly like uh, what didn't I like in the race? That Lady Pacifico poor time, right part of the track at Leicester. Uh, mm-hmm. Not sure what could be heavy heavy ground at the time um, will suit tomorrow. Yeah, White Pepper and your Malakina, uh, they're, they're the two for me. Um, it looks a poor race, to be honest. Um, I didn't particularly like six feet apart. Straight forecast, White Pepper and uh, Malakahana. Oh, good stuff. Um, so that's that covered. 205 race. We move on to the Many Clouds Chase, a grade two affair. Uh, Protector at heads the market at around the five to two mark. I'm if they get the if they get the rain forecast at Aintree, I'm going to be surprised if they run protector at. Any views on this, chaps? They seem very gung ho about coming here, didn't they, with protector at? I mean, mm. I, I, I was looking at this and wondering why they hadn't done it in the Hennessy. To be honest, I think it was on a fairly 
attacking South America, which have a, have a crack at the Hennessy. Do, 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 do you think this will stay? Do, I mean, I, mean yeah. I, I, I do. You do? Ooh, I, I, I didn't. I I've just, got doubts. I've got massive doubts, John. I mean, that that, that was the thing for me. I, I genuinely felt the way it travelled, and obviously it was very hard on itself sometimes in, in its pass races on the bridle. I just felt, why would you come here with a 3-1 three, three, on heavy? Maybe, I thought it maybe might be an experiment in terms of, like, d- does this get three miles? I mean, bearing in mind, you've got Native River, uh, Imperial Aura that, 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 that will stay and stay strongly. Um, but I, I generally felt that Protector, I, I think it'll get pulled out. I'm, I'll, I'm amazed if they run that. If, that. if the rain comes and it goes soft, heavy in places... Uh, something like that. I'll be ama- I'll be astonished if that's a runner. Um, Neville, thoughts? I, I'm with you on this. I I, be, I don't think that Protectorate should be favourite because there was a huge question mark as to whether he will get the trip. The mm. race Cheltenham was run. It was a very strongly run race, and he was it was it was picking up the pieces late on, but it didn't look straightforward either. He didn't it didn't no. run straight, and it was hanging. Um, to his to his left was it in the closing stages, but I mean it's it's his high class handicap form. I don't think he should be. I I I haven't seen the market, but I'm looking at the Racing Post. They 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 whoever's done the odds compiling for them has put him put him in his favourite. I don't think he should be favourite. I don't think he's done enough to be favourite. And the question mark is is the stamina and also and this might be an awful thing to say, but. Harry Skelton's not on. Bridget, Bridget Andrews is on this time, which is a, yeah, which, no. I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm nothing against Bridget Andrews, but she isn't Harry Skelton. Yeah, must also point out in this race that Native River last season in this race, the, the Tizard Yard was under a cloud, um, but but only ran to about 150. And this for me was beaten by Lakeview Lad. Now he's getting a bit older as well. On top of that, but I do expect him to run better than the 150. But I don't think if punters are thinking, well, heavy ground, Native River, and you know oh, this this would be brilliant. I, I don't think we I don't think we're looking at a lifetime best from Native River River either. I think we're looking at 160 ish uh, if he's right, that kind of level at his age, um, and. Um, Imperial Aura probably, um, probably, probably should be favourite. I think. You won't get down, will he? Well, that's the thing as well. I, John, yeah. I mean, Haydockies fell. Um, like you say, he's he's a tricky, tricky old race. This cart is seriously underestimated as regards trickiness for 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 me. This is a lot snaggier than the national cars these days. Yeah, and I could not entertain what I think is a fairly iffy jumper in Imperial Aura. Yeah, and probably tag. Sorry, Neville. I was just say if if you take out Native River, it really shouldn't be a Grade Two race. I think it's a, it's it's just like a a good handicap, really. I and mean, you can yeah. pick, you can pick holes with several. Two amigos has no chance. That's been well. I think she she was going to put that in the the Welsh national. She forgotten. I think that's going for the national. That's what you're for. Tiger Roll certainly isn't going to win it. Wishing no, that, that, that he's only a handicapper. You, yeah. you look through the race and you see Imperial Aura. I I think David Bass asked Imperial Aura a question that he couldn't answer at Haydock. He wasn't meeting that fence on the right stride, and I wasn't surprised that he came down. I think he probably would have been second if he stood up. 
But a £6 penalty makes life very difficult. I think Native River will win it because I think it's a class horse. And last year, Native River, it was a flat race last year. They took out so many fences that it it was never going to suit him. I think if the rain comes, if it just stays soft, I think think he's probably different class to them. If, If he's ready... I think they're going to pick and choose his race, and I think they'll have him ready first time. I think I think he'll win because I think he's the best horse in the race, and the best pilot by miles in John Joe O'Neill Jr. So good, good Colton Ev, putting me straight there with regards to the fences missed out last season. Thank you, Noel, for that. So we'll move on to the two forty, which is the Beecher. Uh, obviously, John has got his selections in here. Um, the Ginger Hitler with Chris's Dream. I was with Chris's Dream in terms of that it was going well in the national. Uh, obviously, you know, it's obvious to the punter's eye. Um, John Joe O'Neill Jr. book there. Um, Neville Quentin, any thought on the beach? I, I was with you, Chris's, Chris's dream. Um, going well, yeah. un, unseated rider. John Joe's up. Uh, Snow Leopardess has some, some decent efforts on the clock. Probably should be suited by a front running attack, attacking ride for this, but it, it was tricky, wasn't it? It's a tricky, tricky race. Um, Chris's dream for Indeed. me. Which, um, yeah, yeah, begrudgingly uh, side with uh, the ginger Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> we want it beat, really. Um, uh, Neville, you in? Yeah. The... Uh, well, the, these races don't appeal as betting races. I, no. You can only have a, a, a fun bet or, a, or an interest because you can't you can't wade in into these races. I thought Achille looked interesting. Venusia Williams is as good as anybody at getting them ready first time. If you look through Achilles' form. All his best runs are after a long break. and He's making his seasonal debut tomorrow. Um, he did run in, in the uh, was it the Midlands National at Utoxeter when we last saw him on ground that probably wouldn't have suited him. He looked to have gone for a reasonable mark. I thought Snow Falcon was an alternative that could run well. He's got down to a really good racing weight, uh, 144 when you consider that he was running off 155 plus, and he's he's not. It's only a year ago that he was running off those marks. I think if he stay, I think there's a question mark whether he truly wants three miles one furlong. But um, they will take. I think they'll take it steady. They generally do. In and and horses over the the big national fences, you can almost get away with it by being a non-stayer because they don't go fly out. So for me, I think Achille tentatively. With Snow Falcon as a lively outsider. Good stuff, Nev. So, Achille at sort of 11 to 1 mark and Snow Falcon at double carpet. 33 to 1 from Neville. Like that. Uh, 315, Andrew, uh, to finish the card. Uh, Tamar Bridge is a quite a well back 3 to 1 favourite. My sort of take on this was more or less I was looking for the future rather than, than what's going to be winning this, uh, being honest. Uh, I did think Midnight River has some interest in novice form, but falling the last twice is uh, he's, 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 he's quite off-putting. Um, can can any, anyone help me here, guys? Any anyone got any strong opinions? I thought Tamar Bridge was the only horse you could you could logically put up because he has got he's got improvement to come. He's, he comes in on the back of just is it four runs, three or four runs, and I thought his his win at Weatherby last time was good. He, I th- I don't think the handicapper is. Uh, been too too harsh on him. Storm of Light, who finished second, ran to a rating of 114. Well, Tamar Bridge beat him 13 lengths on the bridle. So, you know, you're looking at there is a, a little bit of leeway there for for him to improve. The majority of them look 
exposed. I'm not saying we all do, but a, a good few of them do. And there are one or two jumping frailties. You've already highlighted Dan Skelton horse. The John Joe horse also carries commodity fell last time when going well, I have to say. But I think, I think Tamar Bridges is the, the probable winner. But, you know, this there's, there's, is a handicap. So you've, you've got to tread a bit carefully. Yeah. John Quentin? I thought Pounding Poet had a bit of a squeak here. I thought the race wasn't run to sell last time. And I think I'm, still I'm, a... I'm, surpri- I'm surprised at you, Robbie Dunn. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> uh, it's it's, it's got to be done, hasn't it? <laughs> um, a terrible pun about know, Robbie Dunn. Central, isn't it? You know? um, could be a bit of a shot in the arm for the lad called Pedro Morale. At some point, hasn't there? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I just didn't think this was up to tell last time. I think there is scope for this horse's jumping to improve and get a bit slicker, possibly in a race run at a more even pace. So I, th- I think there's still a little bit of potential there. And Tom Lacey has a fairly good record at entry. I think he, uh, I think he gets his horses there. Yep, he had a nice winner today with Lossy Mouth. Fine, big. Slab of a horse today, absolutely pounding them into submission. Lossy mouth. That's um, that's a blogger follower, um, racing blogger. Um, he'll, he'll, he'll have that as a follower, I'm, I'm sure, after that win today. <laughs> Quentin, anything for you in the race? Uh, not really. Cakeson caught the eye being back at back at Aintree, looked a pipe opener last time out, but it's not my type of race, to be honest. Ground will suit her. Um, but no, not my type of race. That was that was one that caught oh. the eye though. Fair play. Right, the, the 150, the Henry VIII at Sandown was as we switched courses. Uh, me and Quentin sit, sit this one out, having already tipped up Edward Stern for the win. Uh, where do where does Neville and John sit here? This would be interesting. I'm I'm with you. I, I think Ed, Edward Stone's he has got a, a real good chance. I, I find it difficult to to. Completely ignore third time lucky because his jumping for a novice is so good. All dance very slick. His novices jump for fun, and I can only imagine that they must school them and school them and school them. But I, I couldn't say I don't think third time lucky, but I do think that if if you go through the Edward Stone was the best over hurdles by only by about three or four pounds, and he yes. had a, he ran over fences last season if I remember rightly and I think he may have fallen I haven't got the form in front of me but I think he ran over fences last season he got brought down first time at Warwick when he probably would have won and I thought it was I, I thought he was quite impressive last time uh, I know Alan King Alan King has been singing his praises and I, I think he's he's the, the value bet to beat third time lucky but I am finding it very hard to I, I, I wouldn't want to be laying third time lucky but if I had no. to, if I had to look for the value, I'd probably go with Weber Stone. But it's a cracking race, and I, I do yeah. like Paul Nichols' horse, the four-year-old, Il Ridotto, who won at um, Newbury last week. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, the third time lucky for me. You could see him flying over the railways, um, you know, and absolutely just lobbing along. I, I can see that, and it's drifting now. Third time lucky, it's out to two to one. Obviously, when we do our previews, you know, prices are shorter on, uh, uh, and you know, reasons for opposing horses, but. Like Neville says, very good jumper, third time lucky, and, and that might appeal. That might appeal to some uh, Betfair traders there, third time lucky if he drifts, because certainly he'll travel and jump. John, any view on this? 
Yeah, massive cup, cup of coffee and a watching brace. Gin and pate. Gin and pate. <laughs> Give over. We'll move on to the 225, the big one, Tingle Creek. Uh, Nicky Henderson sits it out, um, but we don't. Uh, we, we've no choice. We've got to go ahead. And I'll just start it off by saying Shaq and Poursoir, um On four races out of five last season, it bolts up in this. On the Cheltenham, it doesn't. That's that's how I viewed it. Sim- very simplistic form. Four out of five races last season. Shaq and Poursoir wins this. On the Cheltenham run, it doesn't. Chaps, any views? On the on the Cheltenham run, it, it doesn't win it. I agree, but it doesn't have to come on a great deal to reverse the form of Nubre Negra. And Nubre Negra for me would be the the one to beat. I think Chef and Poussoir, on all his other runs, he is several pounds better than these. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, that Cheltenham run, he wasn't right. He, he um, he got himself into a bad position, and it's not a great single creek. Captain Guinness has only got a mark of 154. I think he's got jumping problems. He he fell last season and unseated. Is it a punches town? Green Teen is a, is a good horse, but he doesn't strike me as a grade one winner. Uh, Hitman isn't good enough. He got beaten the, um, the Holden Gold Cup, and he's rated 154. For me... It revolves around the two the two favourites, Chacun Poussoir and Nubre Negra. And I think Nubre Negra is a very good horse, but I don't think he's got the class of Chacun Poussoir. Totally concur with that. Ne- um, uh, uh, John and uh, Quentin, thoughts? I went I went 8 to 11, Chacun Poussoir. I thought that was the right price. I, I nabbed a bit of 2.0 on the machine earlier today. Oh, um, you thief. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, He's, he's the best of these, isn't he? Like people, people question. Oh, like like you said, it's, it's one poor run. Everything else last season, strong on the clock, strong form wise. Nubay Negra's improving, but he, he's got he's still got a fair bit to find. Um, yeah, eight to eleven was the right price for me. It's still what ten ten to eleven about. That's fair. Yeah, yes, still ten to eleven. Yep, yep, yep. John, anything to add? Yeah, where's Blackmar going to send out? Go on there. I don't know really. Interesting, uh, uh, yeah, and uh, I mean, she's turned down the uh, obviously the entry ride on Chris's dream. Baffling, isn't it? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, yeah, pro- probably a point worth worth airing. I mean, I, I agree with Neville on ratings, like you say, Captain Guinness. But yeah. are people looking at the Rachel thing at 18s, maybe? As the, well, the question is, has the LD Christopher Lay had the carrots out? <laughs> the good old Irish carrots that usually come out at some point during the season. Mick Winters sometimes put, puts the carrots out. You know. Sometimes Paul Hennessy. Sometimes a few others. But anyway, I mean, we'll... it, just, it, it just seems an amazing thing for her to go there. The uh, Captain Guinness. You, know, you wouldn't exactly bet your bollocks on not making a hash of the railway fences. <laughs> and, uh, you know, here we are. Chris's dream was going begging. No, no, thanks. I'm up to Sandown. Maybe date night in the smoke, John. It's a visit to London, the Tower of London, to, you know, to to see Dignitary, maybe. I, I, don't know. I don't think our darling Rachel will be having a big <laughs> in the big city now. 
<laughs> Fair enough. Right, we'll move on to the uh, the London National at three o'clock. Uh, I'm sitting this one out, so I'm gonna because I've tipped days at Arbor. So I'll leave it to you three to chime up with your fancies, please. Well, I'm with you, Lee. I think Daisha Abba is uh, a real sandown specialist. Two from two, yeah. stays well. I thought that run over hurdles at Aintree was uh, a very promising introduction. I don't know why they put him back over hurdles. Maybe they were protecting his mark for some reason. But he, he, he ran really well off 135 second to a, a, an ex-Mullins horse, Kashari, who's on his day is a good horse. And... I think uh, his price is a bit shorter than I imagined it would be. I think there's there's a question mark whether Strictly a dancer is going to be able to take three long-distance races in 20 days. I think it's a big ask. Yes. And he He's jumping. I, I felt last time he's jumping at Haydock. It wasn't... It wasn't what you would hope for. He wasn't making ground at his fences, and he was getting in deep at a lot of those fences. And I think that the, the, these... Some seven down the back could find him out. He's not got anything in hand of the handicap. He runs off his, his revised mark of, of 129. And I am worried that them three races into a short space of time, flat horses can get away with it. But when you're running over three miles, three times in, th- in less than three weeks, it's a big ask. I'm going to go for Daisha Abba because he, he's got course form, two out of two, Sandown. But... I wouldn't be overly confident, but I do think he'll give, give you a good run for your money. Thank you. Um, good points about Strictly Dancer, because in running, he went to big prices, did Strictly Dancer at Haydock, because he had, he like Neville points out, he did make quite a fair few mistakes, and he was he was behind the bridle, you know, for a, for, for a fair way as well. So, I mean, you might rate that performance, but I don't think you get away with it at Sandown like maybe you would at Haydock with the nice long straight. Um, you know, you, if you get them them rail fa- railway fences wrong, um, it kind of kind of puts you on the back foot. So, uh, guys, Quentin, John, any views here? With uh, you and Neville, um, didn't particularly like Strictly a Dancer. Was was with him last time after you put him up on the pod. Um, yeah. Larry, um, I'm not sure he jumps well enough to be honest to get away with this at Sandown, despite him winning at the course. Dacer Aber, um, Hobbs, um, yeah, he's 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 in form, yard in form, goes well at Sandown. There's there's not much not to like. Um, bit of bit of rain in the forecast as well. Times looks um, soft side today. Would you say, Lee? Yes, for sure. I mean, some races were, were run between sort of 15 and 24 seconds slower than standard. So you are looking at, at genuine soft ground, I would I would think. that that The finishes as well, you know, bore that out, I think. So, um, yeah, so soft ground we're looking at minimum, I think. Ground, grounds, grounds there. Uh, only thing, only thing not to like is the, the price that's going, but uh, I'll trust your judgment. And what did you say, three, what, uh, nine to four, two to one shot? Yes, well, well, I, 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 I think Deja Arbor is is around a two to one nine or four chance, basically because there's no upside for Lane in pre-play because he's going to go handy. He jumps well, so there's not really much upside for Lane in pre-play or thinking he's going to get held up or behind. And it's a, it's a front-running course if you're out there and jumping well. And so uh, yeah, so that was my price. So thanks for that, Quentin. John, that's the one for me. I hate these races. I mean, look at these <laughs> bastards. They, they really are not getting you right. You know. 
They're all as sour as assholes. Um, are they as I, sour as you, John? No, no <laughs> way. Um, I'm particularly sour this way. Um, yeah. If I had to have a bet, which I don't, thank God, um, I'd probably ruin with the mate Don, who I thought made a couple of significant mistakes when he chased Don Yeller and Cubas. Um, the claim is off. There's a proper jockey on tomorrow. I think there's a little bit of value at 14 to 1, but I think yours is the most likely winner, in all honesty. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's painfully obvious, but there we go. Okay, so last race to cover the 335 race. Uh, John's sitting this one out because he's with the, uh, the famous uh, butler in Benson. And I agree with him. I'm with Benson, and I'd be more confident if the rain comes because I do think he's more effective on testing ground. There's money for Metier that's into joint favourites at the moment, but I'm I'm not really a fan of Harry Fry at the moment. Boot Hill was very disappointing. Um, I felt this afternoon. I, I know he won it with, with a novice hurdler at Sandown, but I mean, I, I think I could have won on that. Um, I mean, chaps, Neville, Quentin, what are we saying on the three thirty-five? I'm, mm. I'm with Ben. I'm with Benson. Uh, responds well to pressure. His price has gone, but he's one I'm going to look to try and try and play in uh, in running at a bigger price. Um, yeah, like you said, it's it's the obvious one. He shaped like he didn't get home and needed to run first up this season. Will strip fitter, and yeah, he's he's the one. But an in play play for me. Good stuff. I, I thought maybe Paul Nichols' horse, Summer Reeve. He. Came fifth. He ran at the Greatwood meeting, and he came. Sorry, he came seventh, beating just under six lengths in a race. They actually made him favourite there, which I, I didn't think he'd done enough on just his, his two previous runs to be made favourite. So clearly, they, they they must think a little bit about him. And I did look back. I, I did Google because I actually Googled to find out what how you pronounce his name. Was, was it Sam Arrive or Sam Arrive? And 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 something on Google came up and said, and it said in a Paul Nichols Cheltenham preview that this was his best bet of the Cheltenham Festival last year. So wow. the, the pronunciation sorry last season. The yep. pronunciation's never the least of your worries about anybody's legal team getting in touch with okay. you. After appearing <laughs> on this show, believe me. Um, oh, fair enough. Well thanks for that. Um the the form of his of his run last time has worked out well. The horse that finished third, Timberman, has won since. The horse that finished fourth, Sarasota Star, has gone in since. And the horse that finished sixth, Ingleby Hollow, has won since. So the form has worked out. He's been dropped two pounds. And there isn't really any better trainer at uh, putting a, a an exposed horse in a handicap. Uh, so off 130, I'll take a chance with him. I, am, I, I think Metier is, is a dangerous one to, to be against. Because they they was, was he favourite one of the favourites for the the Supreme last year. Yeah, yeah, it was it was strongly Harry fancied, horse, yeah, yeah. Harry Fry, he does go very hot and cold very quickly, does Harry Fry, and I'm not sure his horses are absolutely flying at the moment. Uh, one forty four. If he was good enough to win a Supreme, one forty four his his rating of one hundred and forty four would be would be lenient, but he didn't win it. So uh, summary for me. No, good shout. And, and, and very good points well made right i'm gonna end it there folks i think that's a cracking show and uh thank you to john uh quentin as always and 
uh, Neville, thank you for your contributions on your debut for the Bastards. I thought I thought you 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 come across extremely well, and um, I hope you all listeners have a great weekend in backing uh, your bets, whatever, whatever, whatever you decide, whether you go for any of our bets or your own. I hope it's I hope it's a good one. And we're back on Sunday with the sermon, myself and John chewing the fat over these very very hot issues uh, we're talking about this week. So a good weekend for all. That's all from us. Bye for now.